Everybody's working. With that time, yours. Everybody's locked into their home. Some players are changing teams. Some aren't, and some might be still. It's all, it is the pinnacle of chaos. So what better soothing presence in this in this cruel, chaotic world than Time's Ours right here on The Athletic? How are you guys doing, Seth Kaiser and Nate Taylor, that you'll tell your answers to me, Joshua Briscoe? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am well. I, uh, I feel pretty good. Uh, I am social distancing uh, the full Heisman. You got to give the full <laughs> Heisman. You have to extend that arm. And I am doing my best. Uh, to handle my business in these uncertain times. But no, um, we're happy to be here, and the league is still giving out large sums of money while people are, yes. uh, you know, wondering what's next. Looting for toilet paper. Yes. Seth, uh, has 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 news gotten by Raven to your tiny town in Minnesota? You know, I was just going to tell you, Josh, chaos is a ladder. Yeah, and very you good. Just need you need to be ready to climb it. I personally, I, I'm just going to start off by saying, you know what? Thank you, National Football League, because imagine for a second. I want everyone. I want both of you guys and and Danielle, our wonderful producer. I want you as well to just close your eyes for a minute and think about what Twitter has looked like the last couple days. Now yeah. remove all NFL content from it. Yeah, it's rough. I mean, the NFL content's been pretty terrible also, for being honest. Yeah, oh, it's been terrible, but it's been much less terrible than everything else. It's been terrible in a fun way, which I got to tell you, I like, I mean, and I hope the people that are working in the league are doing, you know, taking the necessary steps, you know, again, just, just be, be chill, be careful, you know, understand we're flattening the curve, everybody. We're all doing this remotely. Josh and I are not holding hands right now. We are. Yeah, we usually do. St- he usually, he usually flies mm. to Kansas City mm. so we can hold hands. I do. The, 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 the things I felt when, when you said the two of you all holding hands and the images that I've seen that I can't see anymore. Eyes locked, microphones in front of one another, holding hands, legs crossed, whatever, dude. You know, we're not doing that. We're social distancing. Be smart. Be safe. Flatten the curve. But anyway, I am grateful that the NFL said, you know what? I think we can do free agency remotely because you know what? <laughs> I'm appearing in front of judges remotely by ITV who are like <laughs> not great with technology. And if we can yeah. do it, if we can do it at an emergency protective care hearing, the NFL can do it for free agency. And I am so grateful they did. I really am. Like there was some pushback on them. Like, Oh, how dare you not move back to the league year? It's like, look, if they can work remotely, fine. Because seriously, it would have been a dark, dark social media if it weren't for the NFL. And it was still, Bill O'Brien made it as dark as he could. (laughs) He he did his best. He did his best to drag it down. And if you're scoring at home, uh, where clearly you're self-containing and social distancing, uh, you win because I thought the over under on Bill O'Brien was like eight minutes. We cleared it in four, fellas. Like <laughs> oh, I, mean, yeah. I couldn't. <laughs> Bill I mean, O'Brien is Bill worse. Bill, oh. Bill O'Brien. You know how like the Washington Redskins used to win free agency every year by just giving yeah. out large sums of money yeah. to people who were not playing quarterback. Um, we need to raise a banner in Bill O'Brien's honor and put this man in the Hall of Fame. And I'm not joking. 
Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Every team out there is grateful for Bill O'Brien right now. Yeah. China is grateful for Bill O'Brien right now. They're like, man, people might really be focusing on, like, you know, health stuff. Yeah, Italy, Italy right now is, is looking around. Italy's looking around right now and being like, even we have been managed better so far than the Houston Texans. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. It's like, hey, why? Right hey, the now. United States of America only has tests for NBA players. Sick, regular people can't get tested. At least we're not the Texans. <laughs> exactly. Every government. I was going to go through every government that's grateful. I was just starting the order through which things spread because Italy is grateful. America's grateful. Everyone's grateful for Bill O'Brien that they can point at him and say, yeah, but you know what I didn't do? I didn't <laughs> trade DeAndre Hopkins for, a, you know, a bag of chips. For and I think Jones, you know, it's worse. An expensive <laughs> bag of chips. A bag of chips that you get on Amazon because chips have, are no longer being sold in your local stores. And so you're getting like, what's the worst flavor of Lay's? Like... You're, you're basically, at this point, you're just getting, like, dog food-flavored Lay's, but it's half a bag, and it's, like, $30 million. And, like, yeah, you can have, you can have DeAndre Hopkins. I'm an idiot. <sighs> it was Ugh. so it was so bad. But I, so, I you know, I live in sleepy little Park Rapids, Minnesota, and so things have been actually relatively mostly normal. You know, people are keeping themselves even more than usual, which is, for rural Minnesota, saying something. But for us, you know, we're we're a little more insulated from that this type of thing. And so we're we're being careful, but it's a little more business as usual. But I've still been incredibly grateful for the NFL and Bill O'Brien. <laughs> which every <laughs> every NFL executive is grateful for him right now. And plus, if it weren't for Bill O'Brien, like I just wrote an article where part of what I wrote was about Bill O'Brien because the Chiefs are like, Oh, did free agency start? Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone have uh, Brett Veach's number? <laughs> It's oh, it, they have it. They have it. <laughs> free agency has started, and uh, money has been given out to quarterbacks who don't deserve it. Um, trades have happened that will live forever and in infamy. And the Chiefs, I mean, look, we'll get uh, Seth, I'll come back to you, but I'm going to go ahead and say before we kind of let you, we'll do kind of a point counterpoint thing. Um, the Chiefs lost Emmanuel Ogba, and that's worse than losing Chris Jones. So, I mean, I'm in a pretty bad mood. Um, so we will uh, we we will talk about what the Chiefs haven't done, what the rest of the league has done, and all of that uh, here in just I, one thing though. Nope, oh. Seth, Seth, Seth. I'm you're I'm boxing you out, Seth. You stay six feet away. I don't want to touch you, but you we're boxing you out. We're gonna get back to your your little cutesy little. Oh, okay, I guess I hate playing uh, paying role players. You know that's fine. We'll just have Chris Jones and a bunch of XFL players. I guess you know I know how your argument goes, and you do that voice. It's you know it's. I really think it undercuts your, your overall argument. I'll be boxed out. I'm sitting here. <laughs> I'm afraid that people are going to turn it off right now and then think that's actually my opinion, but this is the bed that I have to lay in now. Um, here's the good news, is that as the entire sports world is, uh, has collapsed or at least frozen around us, uh, we at The Athletic are offering new users of The Athletic, uh, The Athletic Free, for 90 days. So games are suspended, but you can come back through and, and see all of the incredible stories told through The Athletic, everything that Seth and Nate are writing. Also, this podcast I know you're hearing 
um, for uh, for free right now, as our as our weekly episodes are throughout the off season. But uh, if you're listening to this for free and not a part of the Athletic right now, you can join in as we all try to find a little comfort and certainly some entertainment in the nostalgia, the culture, and the people behind the games that we love. Go to theathletic.com/free90 days if you have uh, not yet subscribed to the Athletic. It's never been easier and a better time to hop on board. We're gonna fill some of those voids for you, and then uh, you're gonna see all the coverage you've been missing all along. And you're gonna feel real silly, but you're going to be glad that you have it now. So theathletic.com slash free 90 days. Um, Nate, because I would like to make Seth just, Seth is a ticking time bomb at this point on the Chris Jones thing. Mm-hmm. We've yep. established mm-hmm. that. We, we'll can get we, to can him. We also, can, can we also tell Seth that Chris Jones, as we are taping this on a lovely Thursday evening, is still on the roster. Like he's not, he is. He's, he's, he's still on the team. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's, yeah, he's there right now. You know, franchise tagged, probably overpaid at sixteen million dollars for this one year. But you know, I mean, every reasonable people can can have you know bad opinions as Seth clearly does here. So we'll get you know we'll get to Seth. We'll get to Seth, uh-huh. Nate. Um, uh-huh. but we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see what Seth is going to do in terms of uh, evaluation and uh, you know his own mental state. But I'm curious from your perspective. Uh, has anything changed for you in the last week or so as the Chiefs tag Chris Jones? They convert $5 million or so of Frank Clark's salary uh, into a, a prorated bonus. It frees up some money there, and uh, we knew they were releasing Cam Irving. They are now under the cap, um, yep. but as of right now, those are all of the, the proactive moves that they've made, and Chris Jones is on the roster. Uh, what say you about what they've done so far? Yeah, so... They are the world champs, and I feel like any listener or fan of the team needs to sort of remind themselves that. So many teams are just chasing to make the playoffs, and they are spending money, like Seth alluded to, in a manner that may not be uh, most successful in terms of getting you to like championship caliber football. They have Patrick Mahomes. They have been as stealth as possible. Like it's it's you know I've covered professional sports for a while, and it's it's unusual for a team to be this quiet. To where, and as I wrote uh, earlier today, like rival teams aren't necessarily sure what's going on. And so mm-hmm. the thing that I was sort of, that was sort of suggested to me, and we don't know because we'll have to ask him at some point when that uh, opportunity comes. But I, I told you guys through text messaging, it appears, and again, this is somewhat speculative, but it appears that Frank Clark loves Chris Jones. <laughs> because. <laughs> Now you get five million just off the rip, and you also help your team, so you're considered a, a good teammate, a, a willing employee to you know your superiors and Brett Veach and, and Andy Reid. But you're also opening up cap space so that sixteen million can stay on the books, with the whole idea that like your best friend on the team can like stay on the team. Um, it'll be wild, uh, no matter what the outcome is, to talk to Frank Clark about like. They obviously came to you because you had you had the biggest cap hit at the time, uh, even bigger than I think it was like twenty two million over Sammy Watkins's twenty one cap hit, and they just gave you five million dollars with the wink wink of like if you do this, we will continue to negotiate a long term deal for Chris Jones. And he was like, I don't want my best friend to move across the conference or move across the league or not out of this this city. And so he just you know it's one of the greatest things you can do as a friend is just get five million so that you can keep your friend employed at the same company. Um, but I, I find that to be the most fascinating part that the Chiefs have done so far. There will be some other things around the league that I'm sure we'll get to, um, but the Chiefs are trying to manage this in a way where they keep 
much of their core star players while also not making uh, any stupid deals uh, that won't look good two years from now. And so, Seth, I mean, I know that, again, you are pretty bent out of shape about losing Emmanuel Ogba um, and that really, you know, Nate pointed out this team did win the Super Bowl. They probably won't without Emmanuel Ogba and Kendall Fuller and Stefan Wisniewski probably going to go one and done. Um, but I guess if you anyway would like to sort of talk about what you've been, you know, I would say sort of neck deep in across Twitter, talking to people about Chris Jones and value and all of that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just turn off my mic. Probably going to go grab a drink. I'll be back in five or six minutes. I was afforded the ability. See, you know, there's no hesitation there. This is like, okay, I'm ready. I, I was go, afforded go the on. ability to to rant about this midweek on almost entirely sports on 810 that everyone mm-hmm. Sports Radio 810? Oh, wow, what a good Sports show. Radio 810. Um, and so I've gotten some of the ranting out of my system. Here, here's what I'm going to say. Um, Emmanuel Agba played well uh, within Steve Spagnuolo's system. However, it, when you go and look at his hits, his sacks, his pressures, a lot of it was scheme-induced. Um, and if you get a guy that's able and willing to to run through the system the same way Agba does, they should get pretty good results. Okay, that's the first thing. I'm happy for Agba that he got paid, but this idea that he was this like dominant pass rusher or even close—that's just not accurate. A lot of his success was was systemic. Um, a lot of it was there was a guy named Chris Jones getting a lot mm-hmm. of attention, a guy named Frank Clark yep. getting a lot of attention, and, and good for Agba for sure. But yeah. there's nothing that there's nothing that Agba does that Okafor can't do, and frankly, that Tino Passanio can't do at a lower level. And so that that to me, what 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 bothers me here, and this is the analogy that I keep making, is the value thing. People become obsessed with value this time of year. And the the analogy I'll make so I don't insult another department store like I did when I was on Almost Entirely Sports <laughs> is <laughs> wow. my wife was pretty mad about that. She loves Kohl's. She was like, what's wrong with you? I was like, I don't know. I buy my suits at Kohl's. And I felt kind of bad. So I, the, the analogy here that, that I'll use is, you know, you, you, you've got this great, you can either buy a great deal um, on like a Ford Escort which is like, hey, look at this great deal. This Ford Escort is only $5,000. What a great deal I'm getting on this Ford Escort. And then you see this Porsche that is $50,000, which is not what Porsches cost, but we're just using simple math here, okay? I literally would have had no way of knowing it. All of these numbers with thousands are just like unfathomable to me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's like the national debt to you. It's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thousand? It gets bigger. 14 um, trillion, 50,000, yeah, 50,000 on a car. Yeah, that seems it, impossible. It's, it's all, it's like they're saying fremfloms. It's just meaningless. <laughs> right. I get it. <laughs> so, so uh, no matter how good a deal you think you're getting on that escort, it's still not a Porsche. Or, okay, if you're like going to be one of those people right now, it's like, well, Porsches aren't even any good. Whatever car you think is nice, okay? Don't be a jerk. And the only reason I'm saying that is because someone said that to me. It's you, like, well, those you, aren't even good cars. It's like, okay, you know, $115,000? Somebody yeah. is in their somebody's in their Cadillac Escalade. Like if they don't mention my car while I'm driving on this Friday <laughs> yeah, afternoon, yeah. You right are now. In, wh- whether you are driving your Escalade, I'm sure we have a lot of Escalade drivers. Whether you've got your Yukon, whatever it is, apparently large SUVs is our predominant <laughs> audience. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you haven't driven like one of those newer Yukons, those things are like driving a spaceship. It's awesome. Anyway, maybe in so, your Tesla. Maybe you're in your. Oh my God, these are so expensive. 
Oh, yeah. Cars are expensive, dude. So anyway, no matter how good a deal you're getting, it's still not a Porsche. It's still not a Yukon. And acting like it's worth more because you got a good deal on it is silly. But yet somehow this is the time of year because the salary cap does insane things to our minds that we start to think, because I saw more people freaking out on Twitter that the Chiefs lost Emmanuel Agba. And at the same time, I have these same people telling me, well, you know, the Chiefs can replace Chris Jones. Uh, it's insane. So the couple points on Chris Jones, and I don't want to take up our whole time here. Chris Jones is a game wrecker. He is a, a, a Tyreek Hill type game wrecker. He is a Travis Kelsey type game wrecker. Is he a Mahomes type game wrecker? No, because he's not a quarterback, but he is, he is more of a game wrecker than Hill or Kelsey. Jones is capable of singularly taking over games from the defensive side of the ball. He is capable of ruining entire drives, and sometimes that results in a win where you otherwise would lose, like in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. All right? Because Mahomes' heroics wouldn't have mattered if it weren't for Jones's. If it weren't for Jones, Garoppolo hits George Kittle over the middle for about a 40-yard gain, and it's over. Chris Jones takes over games. He takes over entire drives. He And that is much rarer than a very good defensive player. That's what makes this analysis of cornerbacks versus defensive linemen versus pass rushers, all that, a little more complicated with him. Is Frank Clark a more consistent, when healthy, maybe overall better player than Chris Jones? I think so. But, but Frank Clark does not take over over games the way Chris Jones can. That's what makes Jones unique. He can wreck games in a way that almost no other defensive player in the NFL can. You've got like your Khalil Max can occasionally mm-hmm. do it. Aaron Donald can occasionally do it. Corners can't take over a game. Even though I agree that corners are generally more valuable than defensive linemen. So you have to think of that when you're thinking of Chris Jones. You are talking about someone that can take a loss and turn it into a win. It is one of the most valuable things in sports is one of the most valuable things in football. Emmanuel Agba does not do that. So that that if, if that helps, that analogy, that stuff about Jones helps people understand in any way why this is a unique situation. I agree that coverage is generally more important than pass rush. I agree that cornerbacks we've seen statistically in the aggregate are more important than pass rushers. However, that doesn't mean that Every cornerback that's good is more important than every pass rusher who's good. And Jones is unique. And so that's my thoughts on Chris Jones. I managed to not make it too ranty, I hope. I'm not angry, people. I'm just disappointed. If we can keep doing disappointment radio then for a minute, I would like to... Um, I, I've been plagiarizing Seth's work on this uh, all week. And so I'm going, to, I'm going to take this part again. Because there's one element there that you didn't touch on as much as as whenever we talked earlier this week that I, I think is really important. Is I, I think your, your, your defense of the value of Chris Jones is you know, top shelf. The people that have been talking about Emmanuel Agaba and like there was someone who said, I think in a very like good-hearted way on Twitter, this isn't someone who was just picking a fight, but was like, oh, I hope they can keep Chris Jones. It's going to be really hard to replace Emmanuel Agba and Kendall Fuller. I was like, well, <laughs> actually, um, Emmanuel Agba was literally acquired at this time last year, and a couple weeks down the line, this time last year, for Eric Murray, who was going to be released. Like, he yep. played well, and then yes. got hurt, and then got paid elsewhere. 
That is the exact cycle of being a Super Bowl champion team. It just happened to Stefan Wisniewski. It happened in a slightly different way from Kendall Fuller. Obviously, was not uh, acquired for nothing. But you see him play well, get outpriced, and go elsewhere. The Chiefs have done the incredible value thing, and this is where I'm just stealing from you, Seth. You wrote about everything that uh, all of Brett Veach's best moves sort of leading up to a Super Bowl championship. The, the Chiefs found this crazy value with Bashad Breland, Damian Williams, Stefan Wisniewski, Emmanuel Ogba, Terrell Suggs, Mike Pennell, Rashad Fenton, uh, the year prior, Charvarius Ward. Like, those yep. are all guys that the Chiefs did get at crazy low value, and then their value rises whenever they are on the Chiefs, whenever they are on the Super Bowl winning team, and then you can't keep all of those guys, so prioritize Correct. Chris Jones, and then you've got to keep that cycle going. And I'm not saying it's easy. It's it's not easy to, to find Ogba, Pennell, Fenton, Ward, etc., etc., etc. It's also really hard to let Chris Jones walk and then find yourself another Chris Jones. I mean, you you can see what the Chiefs saw in terms of the value of, of Frank Clark. They traded for him. You can see the, the value of Aaron Donald because of what the Rams paid to keep him. You right. can you can look at both Eric Armstead and DeForest Buckner and in, in what the Niners paid to, to keep Armstead and what the Colts gave up for Buckner. These are really valuable parts of NFL rosters. So keep them whenever you don't have to give up draft picks to to go and get them, and then keep that that secondary cycle going. And the and the other thing too is that you know as you look for guys who could fill the need, be a good teammate, can fit within the system, whether it's on offense or defense. Um, the reason why the Colts traded for DeForest Buckner from the Forty ers there's two reasons. Forty ers had to choose between one guy or the other. They chose to pay Armstead. They needed to trade Buckner. It is pretty clear, on average, that with the 13th pick, the Colts will not get anybody nearly as good as the Force Buckner. Yep, um, correct. And so if the Chiefs decide that they cannot find a solution in terms of extending Chris Jones, you are acknowledging, by and large, that there's no one that you can replace Chris Jones with. And so that is the exact argument and reason to keep him if you can figure out a long-term deal. And that's the biggest issue in all of this is because, you know, DeForest Buckner and Aaron Donald are the only two people in this league who are going to get $21 million over the course of an average salary per year basis. Chris Jones feels, and deservedly so, has probably – reach that echelon in terms of pay scale in the market. Um, but the Chiefs also have Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> and they also have right. to decide, I think personally, um, you know, I, I think they're going to have to decide or very, you know, very well thread a needle as to decide, okay, Sammy Watkins is making this much. Chris yeah. Jones is already on the books for 16, and we have to pay Patrick Mahomes. This is also why your team is not, like, active in free agency one they don't really have a ton of needs in terms of top flight free agents but also they have to figure out this and as chris jones has said everything right as frank clark has given money to create cap space to at least keep chris jones around for now um it's going to be fascinating to, to decide do the chiefs hold on to chris because he's that good of a player regardless of however you had to do it from a mechanism standpoint or do you just acknowledge it's physically we, we've we've turned over every stone. We know we're not going to get a good player or a player as as equal. And so we're just going to have to make do 
with the sum of the parts versus, as Seth mentioned, an absolute game wrecker, who, by the way, was better in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl than DeForest Buckner. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, I think we could probably leave it there. And whenever a solution comes around, we'll certainly be talking about Chris Jones much, much more throughout the offseason. But, but Nate, you mentioned Sammy Watkins um, and, and the three of us have, you know, been been chatting over the course of the week. Are, are you guys surprised that we haven't seen a resolution on Sammy Watkins or Laurent DuVernay Tardif yet? I'm stunned. Yes. I really am. It- Yes, I don't know if you want to go uh, first, Seth, because I know you have some <laughs> you have some thoughts about one player over the other. But <laughs> I, <laughs> as to what they should do, as what the Chiefs should do, I should say. Right. I, for both of them, these were both guys that I recommended the Chiefs part ways with. Although now that Stefan Wisniewski is gone, you know that's kind of a bummer because you don't have like that safety guy that you could pay. You know, just like yeah, why don't you start? Um, and so maybe you do have to hang on to LDT and keep paying him top shelf money for non top shelf play and hope that he comes back next year and plays better Watkins is mystifying to me and I look Brett Veach has earned a a lot right I mean he has he just destroyed the 2019 draft I mean I just wrote a two-part series on the best 10 moves by Brett Veach and I just sang his praises but I think Brett Veach has a really different idea about who Sammy Watkins is on the field. And maybe I'm the crazy one. I, I You know, look, Andy Reid, I'm sure, is driving this in part two. Mm-hmm. I trust that they know a lot more about football than I do. But I just, it blows my mind that this is this hard a decision for them. Because, I mean, I would take, I would take Chris Jones and long-term security knowing he's around over three Sammy Watkins on my team. And it really seems like the Chiefs, I mean, like, they are like, they love them, some Sammy Watkins. And I like Watkins. He's a good player. But it's like, I, I this, I don't understand. So, Nate, you go ahead. Because for me, it's frustrating because it feels like you're hanging on to what you think a player can be and not what he has been. Right. So, here's how it will work, um, based on my understanding, with potentially Laurent Duvernay-Tardif's exit. Um, You can clear cast space, of course, which we've all written and and suggested before. Um, If the Chiefs get an agreement from a certain free agency and you need that cast space, the moves can essentially be corresponding, based on my understanding. Um, So so you can hold on to Laurent Duvernay-Tardif until you see a better option. Um, or, a, or a solution to another problem on your roster. I mean, these things are fluid, and you know, there's part of this is somewhat educational guesses while also talking to enough sources around the league. But yeah, you could, you know, you could cut Louvernay, uh, Laurent Duvernay Tardif and save five million. I know I, every every episode I screw this up. Yeah, I'm sorry, Laurent. It, it's a tradition like no other. Laurent. Um, and <laughs> I'm sure the Chiefs like. The Rams just did today with Todd Gurley will shop uh, veterans of a certain salary that you necessarily don't want to hold on to and see if there is a trade market for them. The other problem is everybody in the league knows you're shopping them for a reason because they're likely to be released. Um, right. So that's so that's the situation with Duvernay Tardif. With Sammy, I cannot stress this enough, people. And I, I wanted to save this specifically for the podcast, specifically for our audience. Listen to me closely. Brett Veach loves Sammy Watkins. 
Sammy Watkins loves Brett Veach, okay? There were not that many executives, there were not that many general managers in 2018 who were willing to give Sammy Watkins the amount of a contract that Brett Veach offered. In essence, Brett Veach overpaid what the market was sort of suggesting Sammy Watkins' value. They also understood, too, that they have Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and Patrick Mahomes. And when all four of these people are healthy, and when the offensive line is not terrible, they are virtually unguardable. Um, And so that is the reason why Sammy Watkins is even considering the possibility of restructuring a deal. The issue there is finding out what the number works while also trying to see what Chris Jones's situation, how much it will take to resign him, what's he want, how does he want his contract structured, and then obviously the the quarterback who's going to get the most money ever in, in NFL history. So it's complicated. But the reason he has not been released is because either a a team has not been willing to trade for him because you know DeAndre Hopkins was apparently available, right? <laughs> and none of us knew it, right? And and two. There's a real relationship that has been fruitful for everybody involved and they want to win another Super Bowl and they just want another they just want a Super Bowl doing it the way that the rest of the league sort of was like, "Huh, I wonder why the Chiefs gave him all that money." And then by like week 4 of the 2018 season, everybody was like, "Oh, that's why." So, it's 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 complex. Um Sammy Watkins really doesn't want to leave. Like, I can pretty much say that with, like, full confidence. But there's also a chance, too, where if you need to improve elsewhere, this is why the whole phrase cap casualty exists, and he could obviously fall under that category, too. So I'm just trying to give everybody as much information and background and context to all of this. But it's clear that Sammy wants to stay while also understanding that he could be cut. And that's part of the NFL business. And that's how it works. It will be a much sweeter. It'll be it'll be a more bittersweet ending than obviously what Todd Gurley encountered today, even though he's like, you know, he was like the MVP. I don't know. 18 regular season games ago. (laughs) Um, So it's 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 crazy. But like how each of these dominoes affects the other is is. You don't necessarily see this in NFL, on NFL rosters, where guys love each other so much, love playing with one another, want to keep things together. Dudes are getting money to extend cap cap space. And, mm. you know, two days into free agency, you're still at a standstill because one decision will immensely impact all the other ones uh, regarding the, you know, the core of the team that's up at this moment. What do you think it would take for the Chiefs to keep Watkins then on a financial perspective with everything there? being said this is what i have a trouble this is what i have trouble with because some people will suggest well why don't you pay him what he actually is worth on the market right now like why don't you restructure it to a way that like all right seth and josh is he a 10 million dollar player on a per annual salary is he an eight million dollar player is he can you get him to seven has he taken care of his money? Like, these are questions right. that, like, <laughs> right. I don't know. And so, like, he wants to stay. You also are seeing how other wide receivers who are younger or around his age are valued. Um, wow, I could have yeah. gotten four. You could get four picks for Stefan Diggs. Like, does that 
Mm-hmm. Does that change the calculation elsewhere? Kind of does. Watkins says, Watkins says, oh, look at what Diggs got. And Veach like, but, 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 but look at DeAndre Hopkins, though. I mean, really, it's just, it's very hard yeah, to tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, yeah. I mean, this guy's the well, best in the game, right? He's got a 99 Madden rating. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. No, the, the, and then the, the fact is Watkins' number is so high for this year that it's tough to come up with any sort of restructuring that makes sense that you stretch that, it out long enough that he knows he's going to get a, a a a majority portion of that money yeah it, it, it's tough i just if i were to have one criticism of brett feach he he seems to hang on to his evaluations um, even when perhaps they don't quite work out like one would think. Like when he likes his guys, it feels like he's got a bit of a blind spot. Maybe I'm wrong. And th- this is really based off just two players, right? Both players that I have a tremendous amount of respect for in-, in Anthony Hitchens and Sammy Watkins, both of whom are massively overpaid. And that's, that's problematic because both of them are good enough to where you don't really want to get rid of them. But they're also, it's like, man, they're paying Anthony Hitchens what, like, significantly better linebackers are getting paid. Yeah. That's, like, like right three now, down like, guys. Like, like, in this, like in this in this current free agency market. Yeah, like, yeah this year. Yeah. That's, that's not great. And so it, the whole thing's a little frustrating because, again, Veach has done an incredible job. But that, this is one area where it feels like, I, I don't know if they're waiting for Jones to blink like in contract negotiations or I, it so it is or weird for, or or for his market to be suppressed to a point where you either play on the tag or you remain with the world champions. Yeah. Right. And that's I think that's I think that's a reality. But that's what I guess to me the player valuation that I see from the Chiefs at times it feels to me like they're playing hardball with the second best player on the team while they are like going mm. out of their way to do everything they can to retain like the 15th best player on the team and yeah. that's frustrating for me I think that's fair or at the very least it's a good observation I don't really know if that's happening but the the context that supports that is very very interesting um also, this is like a little bit unrelated, but I was doing, I was looking at this, I mean, just during a radio show a few weeks back, and the Chiefs don't do a whole lot in terms of signing their draft picks, like their, their top round draft picks, especially. Um, partially, it's because a lot of them haven't been that great, but like you can go back quite a ways, and, and this is weirdly like a, a Super Bowl winning roster that was largely built through a, a ways other than the draft, with the enormous exception of Mahomes and... Uh, yep. Well, even, but even but even that was built off a of trade, right? Right, that's I mean, true. Right? Too. Half half of this team is built off trades. It's yeah, and like of guys of guys you really care about. Half this team is built off of transactional trades that are just like you pretty much hit on like a seventy five percent basis. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I I think that's very very interesting. And the one thing that you mentioned Nate in terms of like. Look, you don't have to cut Laurent Duvernay Tardif until you've got somewhere to spend his his cap the the, the cap money that would they right. would free up. Like I think that that's totally reasonable. Um, but also, you wrote today um, an, an article with ten free agents who who made sense in your mind with the Chiefs. And one of my favorite ones on that list was Kevin Johnson, um, the the corner 
most recently with the Bills, and he was he was drafted uh, in the first round by the Texans uh, several years back. I think the logic on him was like great, and then he signs a one year deal with the Browns that's like three point five million with a lot of incentives or whatever. That seems like one of those deals that would have made a lot of sense, and I'm hardly panicking because this article, I know you only wrote about 10 guys, but there are actually 25 running uh, cornerbacks on this list that you wrote about. Mm-hmm. You scroll and you just find corner, <laughs> corner, 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 corner. There, there are other options here where, right. where the Chiefs could add somebody, but that one was a little bit jarring to me because that happened like 30 minutes after I read your article, and um, and I, w- I just sort of talked myself into it. So. Is, is there anything in terms of the Chiefs maybe having a little less flexibility right now than they'd like, or they'd be slow rolling anyway, and and you just wait for the you know the second to last corner that you still kind of like from that grouping? <laughs> yeah, it's tough, and it's even like tough for me as a as a writer and reporter because all day Wednesday I was trying to see okay like anybody getting cut. Anyway, no, okay, right. no, all right, all right, nope. all right. Uh, maybe, all right. Call some more people. Hey, what wh- what you think? What you think? Huh, huh, huh? You know. And then it's like, uh, uh, okay, no, no moves today. All right, I'm gonna crank this out as fast as I can Thursday because I knew someone was gonna get signed today. I didn't necessarily know which player of the t- of the ten that I listed, but I was like, uh, I don't know the way the market's moving right now. Somebody's gonna get caught, <laughs> and so like, someone's gonna get signed. <laughs> so it's it's fun to know. Um, there are plenty of quality players. So if you're thinking about the Chiefs, like seven million, seven eight million, that's kind mm. of like where we are to like three million. Think of the players that you could get in those terms of free agents who were not, you know, on the team uh, last year. That's sort of where all of this begins. And then how much can you build out, um, you know, two to three year deals? where some of it is backloaded, but also, you know, you keep guys secure for the first two years. Are there some clear marker in the second off season where it's like, Hey, if you do it, you know, if you do it on this date, this guy's contract is basically fully guaranteed. He's going to be on the roster or you can move on and, and maybe find something better. Um, the other thing I would say too, is that the, the draft is immensely important. Like this is what the chiefs have sort of told everybody. Uh, the three of us, the rest of the league, their own players, their own scouting staff. Uh, they've chosen to be sensible as best they can in the first two days of official free agency, even though we all know it begins on Monday with negotiation periods uh, beginning. The draft is really important. Like, get mm. get to crank it through the tape, y'all, because they can't <laughs> miss on any one of these five. Um, <laughs> particularly, like, particularly if they keep two of the three, like, we assume they're going to keep – it's safe to assume of the three players that we've mentioned earlier, Patrick Mahomes, Sammy Watkins, and Chris Jones, they'll probably keep two of them, right? That's like, you know, decent scenario. Well, they're going to keep Mahomes. They're gonna- <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 let's, let's, let's walk that back. Hold on, everybody take a deep breath. Take a deep <laughs> – Hang on a minute. (laughs) Bombshells. Um, But but no, like. (laughs) Exclusively, I got to get on Twitter. Reported by Nate Taylor. (laughs) Oh, my God. Chiefs shopping Mahomes? I can't. Just on a side note, I can't picture a trade offer for Patrick Mahomes that I would accept. Can you? Like. I mean, it's like it's it has to start with Deshaun Watson. It's like Deshaun Watson in six drafts, and even and the problem is the All gap your picks. between 
Yeah. yeah. And the, the problem is the gap between Watson and Mahomes is still pretty large. Like the only one where the, the gap isn't like frighteningly large for me is like if you get like Russ Wilson, then it's like, oh, okay, you know, let's talk. Russ That's, Wilson yeah, sure. and your next four drafts. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. But Let like, me, I, but listen, like even I, even Watson, I, who I love, that's like ten drafts. I I hate I hate what I'm about to say and what it's about to infer about how I feel about Patrick Mahomes. Please, oh no. oh please, no. nobody tweet oh, this oh. out. But actually, the biggest gulf that exists is the gulf between Andy Reid and Bill O'Brien. And like, <laughs> this is this is not so, me going. This is not me saying that Patrick Mahomes is a is a you know a marionette oh. operated by Andy Reid because you all know that's not what I believe. However, I do like, I wonder if Deshaun Watson lays awake at night staring at the ceiling, dreaming of that big mustache. <laughs> the, like, the, what I could have Because he was, he, was, he was one pick away. Like, like yeah, if someone had picked, if someone had picked, and I mean, they've, I mean, Andy Reid's kind of alluded to this on the record, but like, yeah, if Patrick Mahomes had not existed or somebody like, I don't know, a team in Chicago uh, selected Patrick Mahomes <laughs> sooner. <laughs> In the 2017 draft, they would have taken Deshaun Watson. Like they were clearly right, comfortable yeah. with him. Well, uh, and, it's just it's just one it's just one guy was like transcendent. <laughs> yeah, just a side note on Watson, who, and I really do like Watson. He obviously he has not had the benefit of Reed, and I think being mentored by Alex Smith, I think did mean something for Mahomes. Yeah, because Watson mm-hmm. Watson does take too many sacks, and he does miss reads that he shouldn't miss. However. Well, he was more, he's like, Noah's like everyone now it's like, oh, well, he's great outside of structure, but within the flow of the offense, he was like a within the flow of the offense guy in college. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, he got he Alex Smith like, comparisons. He did by me. Yeah. I, I was like, yeah, he's a more athletic, <laughs> well, that's, that's bigger <laughs> armed. He was like a, he was a more, well, by other people too, but he was like a more athletic, bigger armed Alex Smith. It's like, wow. Imagine Alex Smith 2.0, like really. You know, and it's like, oh, great. But now he, he has to just, like, make magic because Bill O'Brien's insane. <laughs> you're, right, telling, like, you're telling me there's two unblocked blitzers and I still have to get a <laughs> – okay, fine, yeah. fine. Yeah. I'll bounce and, off and these so, two dudes. <laughs> and so, yeah. And so he's obviously developed some bad habits doing that too. And so, I, again, and, and the, it's not a, any detriment to Watson that the gap between him and Mahomes is wide. Part of that is the experiences they've gone through in the league, and part of that is just Mahomes is that good. But, I mean, just to clarify, because we got derailed here, but but Nate, you're you're pretty sure they're gonna keep of the three <laughs> of Mahomes, Watson, and Jones. You can not Watson, you, not Watson. Hold on, you can't call out Nate uh, and then have me call you out. You said Watson. Uh, now, are the Chiefs trading I, for Deshaun Watson to back up Mahomes? All, all <laughs> indications, all indications suggest that Patrick Mahomes will be on the 2020 roster. After that, I cannot confirm where, where you know, I I cannot see into the future, fellas. But on the 2020 you know roster, he's gonna be on it. You know yeah. what? Yeah, I'll, I'll report it. Nate said, Nate said, pretty sure I think was the phrasing in there, something like that. I'm going to report exclusively here on Times R's. Patrick Mahomes will be on the Chiefs 2020 roster. You can book it. You can at me. Yeah. I'm reporting it. Hashtag you, exclusive. What would Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes would have to go full Aaron Hernandez to get cut by the Chiefs. Oh, no. We literally, <laughs> on the show mean- tonight, on 810 tonight, we had a conversation because this is based on this is based on Bill O'Brien comparing DeAndre Hopkins to Aaron Hernandez. We can oh, we, that was Seth. You oh, cannot compare so anyone bad. to Aaron Hernandez. So bad. Anybody? Oh, is that ever. is that we're not allowed to compare anyone to? I wasn't comparing him. Okay, hang on. If I, while we're on the subject of clarifying things, I was not comparing Patrick Mahomes to Aaron Hernandez. Get out I'm of saying here. he would have to like Patrick Mahomes could tweet something blatantly racist, and he would not get cut. <laughs> 
Patrick Mahomes. Which, which by the way, Patrick. he will he will he will never do. He no, he would saint. never do that. He is a he is a gorgeous young man. I don't even know why no, I'm saying no. all these things. <laughs> he is like he is, but I'm just saying the sheer the, the social distancing on us is killing us right now. <laughs> yeah, this is not this is not going well. He could tweet. Um, he could tweet. I'm rooting for the virus, and the Chiefs would be like, "Yeah, I mean, he's our quarterback <laughs> for sure." Yeah, and like 80 percent of Kansas City would be like, "Well, you know, if you try to see things from his point of view, I don't know why <laughs> yeah, they would have right. this weird accent." But Mahomes right now, I mean, he is like in Jordan in the 90s in Chicago level of, course, of like yeah. like if Patrick Mahomes walked into a restaurant and just started screaming and flipping tables and throw everyone would be like you know what we probably deserve this like it's probably our fault that this is happening so i, I here, we yeah here, social distancing is not going well for us i i just want to make i just want to let the record show that a couple weeks ago i did come back with you know an illness uh, the common cold from the combine but i also told you about a scene at kilroy's where Bill O'Brien's <laughs> glasses were not on his eyes. His, his glasses were on the top of his dome. They stayed there the entire time I saw him drink Bud Light. So, <laughs> so this, somebody, said, somebody said this. No, no, no. Somebody sent this to Bill O'Brien. I swear. Because my man was, you know, he was getting some shots of Fireball. Shout out to Fireball. But like. What? That, was that in the first version of his story? Because I did not remember that. Well, Man. it was. It, it occurred. Bill, I may you're have. You're in your 40s, dude. I mean, Jeez. he had his glasses on top of his dome. <laughs> like he's a genius. And then he literally <laughs> made the most idiotic decision of anybody with control of an NFL roster this offseason. Yeah, we. We, we do have to talk about that, right? I mean, like, I understand it's not the Chiefs thing, but, I mean, let, the Chiefs don't have a lot of news. They signed Chad oh, Henney, okay? And, and also, by the way. <laughs> from a bunker. Um, yeah. The, from the, a, the from chi- a bunker. <laughs> yeah, somebody, somebody, Chad, either Chad's doing this the correct way or a way that I don't want to ever encounter. Um, yeah. So, For- <laughs> the, the Chiefs spotted Bill O'Brien. I just want to remind everybody, spotted Bill O'Brien a 24 nothing lead in the second quarter. That's right. And lost by 30. <laughs> okay, that's so a, that's it's been that's a weird amazing. It's been a weird 2020 for my guy. A weird I, 2020. I have a theory on I have a theory on Bill. Who I'm sure is a lovely person. Well, I'm not Yo, quite you sure don't know that. Reports. Yeah. yeah. But but yeah, I mean, if you have too many if you have too many baby mamas, Seth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Fast. He will turn on, you know, I, you know, I, it's not like I've never said anything judgmental. I can't imagine comparing someone to a murderer though. It's like, you know, you really have not done, been very responsible with your procreating. You know what that makes you? A murderer. It's like, whoa, this, this, you know, I was with you for a minute, Bill. Like, yeah, you know, we should be more responsible, but a murderer, that seems excessive. Anyway, so I have a theory about Bill. He must be. And I think I said this about Hugh Jackson once when we were trying to figure out how he still had a job um, <laughs> when he did. Bill O'Brien must be unbelievable in one-on-one meetings. He must be like you. You ever meet someone that like is just awesome at interviewing for jobs? Oh my god! They just, the per- I mean, I, they destroy. I the, like I have the perfect comparison, but continue. 
But yeah, you know that guy though, right? The guy that shows up to the job interview and you're like, you've got your resume there and you've got like, man, I got more experience in this dude. And you just see the way he carries himself. You're like, they're going to give this guy the job. Like, it's like, well, what's the name? You remember on The Office when, what's his name? Robert California interviewed Dunder yes. Mifflin. Yes. That is Bill O'Brien in meetings. He Bill is O'Brien like, is, is Robert California. Oh my God. He's got to be. How else is he doing this? It's here, not merit-based. Like, this isn't a clear, this isn't like parallel exactly. Um, but in these times where social distancing is is a must, um, turned on Netflix last night with my wife, Holly, and Netflix was like, I know you got a wife. I know we own her account. Love is blind. Just press play. Just, <laughs> just press play. What Bill O'Brien is, it, but it seems great. What Bill O'Brien is doing is he is just sweet talking. I, like I, it's just <laughs> like the conversation isn't depth, but you can't really see what he's going at. But it sounds great, and then you give him control over the roster, and then you know. You say, okay, I'm engaged to you. You and me, Bill. We're going to get the Houston Texans to the Super Bowl. And then it just turns for the absolute worst. <sighs> That's I, – I just – yes, I like that so much. It is – whatever he is saying in these private meetings, whatever I, – I just I'm, – I'm amazed by it. And you know what? Props to him, I guess. But that – I'm trying to think of an equivalent to them trading DeAndre Hopkins because seriously, I, I mean, tried. If, if, I couldn't think of one. I tried really hard. Ch- like, like so the Vikings and hey, shout out to my dad, a faithful listener. Thanks, Dad. We love you. Well, I do at least. I don't know. I mean, he does. I mean, <laughs> you, you seem like you seem like you tried your best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what, Josh? Oh man. Anyway, listen. Hey, um, Seth's dad. I, Seth's dad. I don't blame you for this. You know. Seth's, a, Seth's an adult. Well, he, wait, are you saying are you saying decisions. you blame my mom? Are you saying you blame my mom? Because we're about to have problems, Briscoe. No, 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 no. I'm saying my you're mom responsible is for your own. I'm saying you're responsible for your own decisions in your life at this point. You know. Well, that doesn't sound fun either. Anyway, what I was going to say, like with the Vikings, they traded Stephon Diggs, who's an awesome receiver. Shout out to Vikings fans. Diggs is awesome. Sorry you lost him. But they at least got like a first round pick and a couple other yeah. picks. And Diggs has been, if you follow him on social media, <laughs> he's been unhappy for a minute. Like, he has not been thrilled. Whereas with Hopkins, who's even better than Diggs, like if you don't, as Chiefs fans, if you don't see a lot of Hopkins, he is so good. Like, yeah. I don't know why they don't just throw him the ball 20 times a game. He catches everything. It's disgusting. He's better than Tyreek Hill, and Hill is an awesome wide receiver. This this would be is this worse than if the Chiefs like traded Travis Kelsey? I think it is because Kelsey's thirty. Yeah, I have no comparison. Although if, I got to tell you, if the Chiefs traded Cat Travis Kelsey for a second round pick, like it wouldn't okay, even be so that. Yeah, it, that would be tra- it would be it would be Travis Kelsey for a second round pick, and then Todd Gurley before they cut him. <laughs> Yeah, can you imagine the level of rage? Oh, I went to the, uh, I do this sometimes, and I know I'm just dragging this completely off course. This is our quarantine podcast. People deal with it. Um, I went to the the Texans uh, SB Nation site, and I do this sometimes uh, to just look at the comments in the article Mm -hmm. where the news dropped. And people were like, 
This was like Chiefs fans during the 2012 season despondent. Just like, <laughs> how is this happening? Like, you could like hear simple plan songs playing in the background as you read these <laughs> tweets. Just like, you just look at, how could this happen to me? I made my mistake. And it's bad. Like, worse than my singing bad. And was, I just. not good. It wasn't good. And well, to be fair, neither was Simple Plan, but that's a whole nother ball of wax there. So. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> All right, so what does the Google Doc say, guys? <laughs> I just wanted so to make sorry. sure you were done. I just wanted to make sure you were done. All right, that's it. I, I thought um, about singing some more. Seth, uh, oh, Seth also wrote about all of the the, the bad decisions that people have made so far in these in these free agent period. Uh, you can go read that along with what Nate wrote about free agents who would make sense for the Chiefs. There's the uh, the 90 day free trial right now, theathletic.com/slash free 90 days. So you can go read it if you want. I'm not gonna feel bad about not reading it verbatim to you. So go read those because I have a couple other things I want us to talk about here. Um, we did mention we we David Johnson clearly you know the, the Texans won the trade. Um, God, I clearly. can't even say it without laughing. Clearly, I mean, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> um, but then the Rams the Rams cut Todd Gurley. If only anyone had been on Twitter to warn them not to sign him to that contract when they did. Oh well. And then Melvin Gordon um, also is just sort of floating in the abyss at this point. Do you guys have thoughts on uh, on on? Because I know people have asked. I have thoughts on this, but I'm not. I don't need to share them right now because I, you know, how I feel about running backs in general. I would say. Uh, do either of you guys uh, care at all about the the free agent running back class right now? Um, I I I seem I suggested earlier. This is before. Todd uh, Todd Gurley was was released. That Devontae Freeman is the best running back for the Chiefs at the moment because I just don't know the medical history related to Todd Gurley, which will be fascinating given our current times as to yeah. how his how his physical goes whenever that whenever he does find his next team. Go ahead, Seth. Um, I, any running back that's on the market, like whether it's like you know some of these really talented guys like Gurley or Gordon, to me, you, you might as well make a call as the Chiefs just be like, hey. How about you come on for one year, two mil, and uh, you are going to put up insane stats in this offense, and then go get paid. But we ain't going to pay you. Like, I I think that's pretty obvious at this point. So, I mean, I care, but I don't care. Plus, I mean, come on, Damian Williams for life. I love that guy. Also, I would just add that I really don't want the Chiefs to spend a nickel on anything that directly has Patrick Mahomes hand the football to someone. Like, I just don't need that. Um, we've talked about like Delaney Walker a little bit. I'd be more excited about Delaney Walker than Todd Gurley. And if with money being no object, like genuinely, I really would be. Um, what about, uh, what about the big bad wolf going to retire in Florida? Uh, what, what did you guys think? In fact, Seth, I think you and I had talked about, uh, the, the bucks in like January. I'm pretty sure you poo pooed me saying Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. I mean, he, why, why would he, why would he ever, um, Tom Brady has left the AFC and is going to, uh, going to Florida to retire like every good old person. I have no idea what conversation you're talking about, but I'll take your word for it. I, I what an idiot I am. Goodness gracious. <laughs> I don't um, think that's hold on. I don't think that you should have seen Tom Brady to, to, uh, Tampa Bay coming. I just vaguely remembered us having a conversation about Brady and Tampa Bay. You like, that doesn't make any sense. Cause I don't think it did, but now here we are. Yeah, you know, and also, I think, also, maybe, you know, maybe I was on a bunch of drugs. Who knows? Well, yeah. 
Um, so <laughs> nothing. No, the, our energy dropped out fast. These night shows are weird. Yeah, these night shows. Yeah, you get you get to a certain point. It's like, well, maybe I don't care. I'm just trying so, to keep. The, I'm just trying to stoke the coals uh, the, at this point, the, and you're giving me the, nothing. Yeah, I'm sorry. I am trying to be irritated, but it's just so weird. Tom Brady being somewhere else. I guess for me, it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, I guess we'll see what he's got. Um outside the comfy confines of New England. I'm more afraid of Belichick than I am of Brady, have been for a while. And I'm actually afraid that, like, it's going to be like, hey, you know, Cam Newton, you know what That's I'm the really worst great one. at? Adapt- adapting my offense perfectly to my quarterback's strengths. Yep. And, like, just something terrible happening. It just, guys, if, if it turns out that Belichick was the primary reason, I'm going to be so sad. Because, Aww. like, if, imagine if the Patriots are even better this next year. Or what if, I mean, are they tanking for Trevor? Because I swear, I I will lose my mind if the, <laughs> if, the, if the Patriots somehow get Trevor Lawrence. Because Belichick is smart enough to, like, really tank. Hey, Although, I mean, he's such a good coach. I mean, you know. Andy Dalton's just right. He's just waiting. He's just stop waiting for the call. it. I yeah, hope. I wa- hope they go get Andy Dalton. <laughs> he's just. Waiting I would for be. The call. I would be nervous about Cam Newton. I hope they go get Andy Dalton. Oh, don't disrespect the Red Rocket. I, I will. I, I at his peak, he's not bad. It's also. It's also Red Rifle. I think. Oh dang it! I've been saying Red Rocket forever. What is Red Rocket from? I don't know, but I. I just. I. I feel like. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you don't. Hey, Seth. <laughs> don't, go, don't Google it. Don't Google Seth, it. It's from South yeah, Park. Seth, oh, don't, no. Seth, don't Google it. Oh, I, so the only reason no. I, the only reason I corrected you. And that's that's my, yeah, that's my appearance for today. Yeah, just, it's just, don't hey, don't. I am yeah, so don't, are you Are you, are you saying there's, there's a four-letter acronym that, 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 uh, that is appropriate for this, for this, for this moment? Did you Google it, Seth? No, I'm not going to Google. I trust you, man. I don't need to mess up my algorithm. It's still messed up from when my wife Googled walking taco. I still don't know what that one is either. I'm like, I'm, I mean, I know what the food is. Yeah, the the not yeah. suitable. We have reached the not suitable section. <laughs> I Okay, Red, red, red rifle. rifle. Man, I've tweeted red. that. Oh, <laughs> man, this is not a strong. No, I mean, yikes. You know, oh, every, every, everybody has their moments, Seth. I think oh, I referred dear. to him like that on 810, too. Ah, no. This is not Don't a do good day for my brand. I, okay, thank, Red thank, Rifle. Red thank Rifle. Thank God for Danielle. Thank you, Danielle. <laughs> oh, man. You sh- okay, yeah. Now, so, now, Nate, you now were, let, me, let, me break the fourth, let me break the fourth wall here, okay? Um, uh-huh. from, an, from an ear standpoint? I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, it, is a, it has occurred to us. That Miss Danielle, producer extraordinaire for other podcasts that you may or may not listen to on the Athletic, um, it's been a long day. Has <laughs> has recorded has recorded some some episodes, and then the team that was mentioned or you know the podcast that it is related to um, made a move. So again, if the Chiefs trade away everybody on Friday morning, it's. It's mostly because of us and Danielle's um, yeah, long Yeah, I'm day. sorry in advance. <laughs> should I just start break? Should I just start writing half of my 2,000 word? Oh my god, they traded everybody's story tonight. Yeah, just leave the name. <laughs> just leave the name blank, but write all the rest of it. Okay. Oh yeah. 
Chiefs Chiefs offered 10 years of draft picks and Russell Wilson for Patrick Mahomes. That man, that'd be crazy. Yeah. Please no. Please no, Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, no, please, please, <laughs> please no, Chiefs. No. Don't do this. Please, please don't do that. Well, they right now they're just waiting for Chris Jones to say, never mind, I don't care about money or whatever it is they're doing. I don't know. I'm oddly negative today. I just realized. I was in a pretty good mood until you said that thing you said. <laughs> the thing I said. Oh, before we started recording? No, no, no. The Andy Dalton thing. Oh, sure. Oh, okay. I've said so many things today that would bring down someone's mood that I was confused. <laughs> Man, the energy we have on this podcast right now has gone just to completely. <sighs> this is different than any place we've been. Like That's yeah, weird. Hey, we're doing the show at night, and yeah, no, it's just there's a lot going on. Anyone want to say anything about Philip Rivers going to Indy, or is this show over? He's bringing all the kids to Indianapolis. If he doesn't live in Carmel, Indiana, he's done it wrong, young young sir. Okay, Fishers does not have enough space for you. Um, you know, Noblesville doesn't have enough space for you. Don't even think about Zionsville. Don't don't even think about it, sir. The only place that you can live in that gorgeous city of ours in the Midwest to, you know, our lovely East is Carmel. You need to live in Carmel. If you don't live in Carmel, Philip Rivers, that's already your first interception of the season. <laughs> we 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 happened upon a niche of Nate's knowledge that I was not aware went this deep. Well, I actually think that you guys have some shared knowledge there because Seth's been living in Carmel his whole life. Look, how I I have absolutely nothing to offer right now. This is. This is not this. Oh my goodness! Look, look. Like, one of the one of one of the other things I thought of, and this was in our buddy. Uh, <laughs> the show, please, for the love of God, please. All right, last yeah, thing you had, to, you had you had an insight. La- last thing on this. Um, a couple days ago, my good friend Stephen Holder, who covers the Colts for the Athletic, just sprinkled in a little nugget that said the Colts were interested in Eric Berry. So you can have a and roster with Phillip Rivers, Eric Berry, and Justin Houston. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think the show's over. I don't know. Do you have a fun joke, Nate? I'm afraid Seth's going to be mad at me for making that caramel joke. And also, remember, don't Google what Seth said Andy Dalton's nickname was. You can get 90 Days of The Athletic for free right now. If you're a new user, you can go to, hold on, I'm going to find the URL, theathletic.com slash free 90 days. Why wouldn't you do what? that? We're all locked indoors. What's uh, Carmel? All right. It's a neighborhood. The, all right. Uh, it was like a candy, Seth. It was a, it was a, it was a candy joke. Oh, holy crap. Were you calling me fat? That's the show, everybody. Thanks for listening. Um... Last thing, okay. When you when you why click me? on the, why? when you why click on well, look, I, I I always end the show. Okay, um, consider free agency like Love Is Blind. Okay, you can't see the coach, you can't see the general manager, the general manager and the coach can't see the player or the agent. You're just talking into a void and hoping that they give you the money and hoping the player wants to join your team. Love is Blind is essentially the NFL free agency period. And now we can end the show. <laughs>